Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts so at or get information about our annual Jesus conference, more, you can find um, us at ReformationVoice.com. Um, next to the Bible, of course, the Bible gives us precedent to read authors. In Ephesians chapter 4, Paul tells us that Christ has given us apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers, and many of these teachers have written great books for us down through the ages. So the question we're going to start with today, then we'll move, move to the second one probably pretty quickly, is what is the, one of the funnest books you've ever read? And I'm getting um, unapproving looks from my co-pastors here. <laughs> A fun well, little book. Yeah. Fun little book, yeah. So I'll, I'll go first. I'll give you guys the chance to think. But um, for me, it was The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. I, I found that book absolutely delightful on a number of different levels. One, just because of the imagination that was behind it. Mm-hmm. Two, because I think C.S. Lewis just had his fi- his finger on the pulse of human psychology. I felt like there was many moments in that book where he's just like reading my soul, you know? And and of course it's gripping because it, it's just going towards this climax of this story of this man who is a skeptic at first and then becomes a Christian and then you know, if you have not read the book, read the book. Yeah, Screw tape yeah, yeah. He begins by quoting John Donne that, you know, the devil is a proud spirit, cannot bear mockery. Yeah. Uh, it can't bear laughter. You know, we usually, often when we talk about, you know, the devil, we become very, we become very super serious. And, and Lewis was just a genius in mocking the devil, but in also, as you say, Josh, being just super insightful. Uh, into the way the evil one uh, manipulates us. It's a it's a senior devil advising his yes. uh, his uh, nephew or whatever on Worm, how, wormwood. wormwood wormwood on how to twist uh, the human into not following Christ. Mm-hmm. I think the book that uh, I would say is a fun little book, and it's an old book. It was called "He Sent Leanness" by David. Head and it's a book of prayers for the natural man, and uh, it's a it's an amusing little book. Uh, it, you know, it makes us laugh at our uh, at our shallow prayers. In fact, uh, you know, it's based on uh, the title of the book is based on Psalm one hundred and six, verse fifteen. And he gave them their request, but sent, sent leanness to their soul. And uh, you know, sometimes we ask. God for things that we have not because we ask amiss. And there's this book is about prayers that kind of ask amiss. One of them is is like like this, you know, the it's a satirical look at our shallow view of sin. It says, benevolent and easygoing parent. We have occasionally had some minor errors of judgment, but they're not really our fault. Due to forces beyond our control, we have sometimes failed to act in accordance with our own best interests. Under the circumstances, we did the best we could. We're glad that you say we're doing okay, perhaps even slightly above average. Be your own sweet self with those who know they're not perfect. Grant us that we may continue to live harmless and a happy life and keep our self-respect. And we ask all these things according to the unlimited tolerance which we have the right to expect from you. <laughs> you know, it's just you know, you know. I mean, prayers before worship, like, uh, and the prayer before worship is, "Please, Lord, 
Grant that I did turn the oven down. <laughs> you know, just, I mean, they're they're humorous, amusing things, but it shows how oftentimes how shallowly we approach God. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm going to give a list that probably is going to get me defrocked. But um, the first is I do enjoy. It's not a book, but the Babylon Bee. Um, just yes. Oh yeah. And, and my my satire. children share it with me. I think just to make fun of me probably along <laughs> along the way. But then just some kids' books in our church, we went through the Gospel of Mark um, probably about two years ago now, but we gave out a book called Mark's Marvelous Book, and it's a kid's book by um, Alan Mann. And it's just funny, just funny stuff about how he is relating the Gospel of Mark to kids and, and bringing out some of the humor that would be helpful for kids to engage and just books that I read with my kids. Um, God loves you, stinky face. Um, it's just a, an all-time classic. <laughs> that is a good one. I like that one. Well, tell us what the Babylonian bee is. That's a that's a a, a web or a, something you can get on social media yeah. and find. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a satirical uh, Christian news website, and so you can sign up for their newsletter, and they send you the headlines every day. Now they do actually do have articles, but they're you know two or three paragraphs long. But I mean, one of the articles is great. You know, so the, you know all, every headline is a joke. You know, so this one headline goes: uh, Mountain climber recovers in hospital after he decides to let go and let God. Yeah, <laughs> different things like that it's a those are humorous i used to have in my on my classroom wall when i used to teach it at the school was um the demotivational calendars oh yeah <laughs> so uh, it was my poking back at all these motivational calendars that were on the walls of every high school teacher in america and so i just decided no i'm doing the demotivational calendars those those were funny those are hilarious by the way uh, babylon b was started by a very funny guy named adam ford uh, he has since moved on and left it to some others, but it, it's very, very funny and, and insightful at the same time. Yeah. A couple of books I'll mention that I that have been really fun for me and a, a source of a source of reading, recreation, and, and humor. Um, a writer named Frederick Beekner. Uh, he's written written quite a few books, but one called Peculiar Treasures, uh, where he takes different characters from the Bible and just kind of has fun with them uh, in a, in a gentle and insightful but funny way. And then another one called Wishful Thinking, a Theological ABC. And, and I forgot to bring it along with me to give you some samples, but one off the top of my head in his book, Wishful Thinking, a Theological ABC, he just takes a bunch of different terms and gives definitions. Here's his definition of envy. Envy is the consuming desire that everyone else be as unsuccessful as me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Love it. Okay, well, let's move on to uh, what book is most impacting you right now? What book is most impacting you right now? I'll give you a couple seconds to think about it because I, I know right off the top of my head, Ian Murray wrote this great little book uh, through Banner of Truth Trust called The Old the old Evangelicalism. And I got to say, the title itself is not very appealing because you think old and, you know, I, I, I look at you guys and I'm instantly like, <laughs> I'm getting really bad looks now. I'm trying to wake you guys up. Come on. I mean, is there even a pulse here on the radio? So The Old Evangelicalism, really great book. It, it it roots, um, it shows how the problems with modern evangelicalism today um, stem from the fact that we have walked away from a fear of God. We have a wrong version of, uh, a wrong vision of conversion. Um, we don't understand how the love of God works with the doctrines of grace. It's a great book, um, hugely impactful for me. 
I think the one that touches me is uh, recently is a book by Mark Jones called Knowing Christ, and there's like 27 short chapters. Based, they're short, but they're filled with really interesting thoughtfulness about Christ. Uh, maybe the pages of each chapter, six, seven pages long, but there's a, a big impact there. If you're and, going to read Knowing Christ, make sure that you are all alone with no distractions and you have the ability to... To be all in. Yeah, well, it's a, it's an impactful book. What he what he's doing is he's trying to. Um, you know, the goal is uh, to look at the person of Christ and give the reader um, a reason to love Christ more. And we can only love Christ more by knowing Him better. And there's just, I mean, he deals with Christ's humanity, his deity, um, you know, all the all the different aspects of the character of Christ. It actually is. Um, written kind of as a follow-up to, you know, J.I. Packer's Knowing God. In fact, J.I. Packer writes the foreword, and we all know, each of us know how impactful that book, Knowing God, was in our life. This one is published by Banner Truth Trust also, uh, same as the book you've mentioned, Josh, Mm -hmm. um, but it's Knowing Christ by Mark Jones. Mm -hmm. Two different books. You only get one. On the question pra- was one. No, no. Pra- pra- practical <laughs> book, Kevin DeYoung, Hole in Our Holiness, I just thought was a wonderful book, yeah. um, bringing us back to the J.C. Ryle holiness concept that I think is so lacking in the church today. And then right now we're going video series that I would highly recommend by John Snyder, Behold Your God. Mm. Um, this is the second one in that series, The Weight of His Majesty. And so it's a, it's a different product than the first one, Behold yep. Your God? Yep. Okay. And so this one's dealing with the attributes of God. And so I thought I would pull off my shelf. So that's not a book. That's a DVD. That's a DVD. But the books that I'm reading in connection to that is I'm rereading A.W. Pink's The Attributes of God and mm-hmm. Tozier's book on knowledge the knowledge of the, of the Holy. Of the Holy. Yeah. And I would highly recommend both of them, easily accessible, um, but just very small books, but very dense and profound yeah. and insightful on the, the attributes of God. I gotta say, to- Tozer's chapter in the, the beginning of Knowledge of Holy is yeah. one of the best chapters in the whole 20th century, I think. Right. He, he writes his opening line in that, in the Knowledge of the Holy, what comes to our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Mm-hmm. The question of the church is always God himself, and the most pretentious fact about any man is what he in his deep heart conceives God to be like. Yeah. I think I've mentioned this before, but Patrick Morley wrote a book called The Rest of, of Your Life. And in that book, he had the quote, there's a God that is and a God that we have in our mind, and they're not the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. amen. That gets us back to G.I. Packer, mm-hmm. uh, which is not the book that's most impacting me now, but uh, maybe the, the book that uh, has been most important to me over the years that... Uh, uh, the prohibition of images applies not only to uh, a little statue that I might carve and, and set up to worship, but in, uh, the prohibition of images applies to mental images too. If I you know, I want to get back now to the question of the book that most impacting me at the moment, uh, unfortunately, is not a new book. Uh, the book that's most impacting me at, at the moment, just because I happened to pick it up a number of days ago and start rereading it, uh, Gresham Machen's Christianity and Liberalism, which is a classic, and it's one that I've I've, I've put on my list of, of books that I want to reread every year. And I, I may not 
be able to squeeze that in because the list is getting too long. It, it just fresh and provocative after all these years and what it's written close to 80 years ago, 85 years ago, um, and just as timely today as the day it was written. And I really recommend it if for those that want to understand the current state of the American church and what got us here and what are the theological and spiritual influences, both good and for ill, that got us here, read uh, Christianity and Liberalism by J. Gresham Machen. I've been reading that with on Friday mornings with a group of guys and and it's not necessarily an easy read, but it's a worthwhile read. So, so there are some books that you have to work at just maybe a little bit harder. And Machen's book is is in that category, but I think it's worth it. Um, it's worth the, the effort that you might have to expend. Um, but there are gems in there and it is absolutely mind boggling that a book as old as that is so relevant yeah. to today's culture and today's struggles yep. and today's issues as it is. Yeah, yep. we, we could encourage the ris- listeners to um, to write and ask for a book for a particular subject. Yep. Or partic- yeah, go to in- email us at info at reformationboise.com. Right, and, then, and we, can, we can help them and guide them to maybe an easier read of books that will affect the very things that they're uh, struggling with. Yep. Okay, real quickly, in the time that we have left, uh, who is your favorite publisher? Because sometimes we don't buy mm. books because we don't know if this is a trusted publisher or not. Who's your favorite publisher? Well, I do like Manor of Truth Trust. That's my, as, that's my favorite. As, as books. But, you know, I, I like buying books through um, through certain places, uh, and that would be WTSbooks.com. Okay. You can't go wrong on that website, WTSbooks.com. They have a whole list of books for any subject, and that is a go-to place because it's been filtered well, so okay. you're not getting... Quickly, publisher. Card. Reformation Heritage Books. Reformation Heritage Books. <laughs> Phil Marin. Well, I used to confidently recommend InterVarsity Press, and mostly I still do. And then uh, it's already been mentioned, I think it was mentioned, uh, Presbyterian Reformed right. Publishing has yeah. t- tons of good yeah. stuff. Cool. Well, you've been listening to The Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time.